In the year 3062, far after the fall of humanity, the world is populated by sentient robots, true artificial intelligences. So far removed from their creators, they became more and more curious as to the things they did not understand about humans, specifically emotions. So, they proceeded to do what they always do, design new machines and send them back in time to find the answer. Each robot was given a different emotion to research and define. I am one of those robots, a Sensation Acknowledgement Machine, or SAM. And I have a question for you. What is fun? Entry 004, Liam Welsh. Engage Charisma. Liam, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Uh, could you start by just telling us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So my name is Liam Welsh. I, uh, I'm from uh, Essex Junction, Vermont. I've kind of lived in the area. I uh, went to school down in southern Vermont, over Castleton University. And ever since then, I've been performing comedy here in the Burlington area. Cool. Great. So... Liam, what sorts of things do you consider fun? Uh, well, I really like uh, performing comedy, whether that be stand-up, sketch, or improv. Uh, and beyond that, I like to walk, uh, bike around. I'm not like a very active person, but I enjoy moderate exercise. Okay. Yeah. So uh, walking, biking, uh, performing, any other things you consider fun they don't have to be physical activities um yeah i like video games um not i'm again i feel like i a lot of my interests i'm like just barely in the door <laughs> like they I, a lot of the people who are parts of those communities wouldn't accept me i bet they'd be like you're not a real comedian you, or you gamer like or gate kept a lot cyclist yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i i just think i try i'm, I'm like uh, I like, I, but I do like video games. Uh, I like to play like Red Dead Redemption too. That's a good plug for. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they need, are. They need uh, all that. Trying, trying to get them as a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, so I feel, <laughs> no problem. For dropping it in very organically. Uh, so you're you're a bit of a dabbler. Yeah, I think so. You, you like to dip your dip your fingers in many sinister soups. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. Uh, so we'll we'll just dive right into this, Liam. What is the most fun you've ever had? Hmm. Well, that's a tough call. A couple things come to mind right out of the gate. Um, I can remember uh, riding my bike for the first time when I was six years old without training wheels or anything, just zipping down the road. Uh, that was pretty fun. I think I've obviously exceeded that level of fun uh, in other ways, but that was an early memory of fun. Um, most fun I've ever had. I don't know. I... Uh, I did a. Does it have to, have to be comedy related? Because it no, is. I mean, I mean, sadly, it is for me. The most fun I ever had was I got to do a show at uh, the Otis Mountain Get Down. It's like a music festival, and they, for some reason, have comedy there too. And uh, it's really, it was really fun. We got to be backstage in like the VIP area, and got to feel like we were uh, as accomplished as these artists who do like incredible music. Uh, so. That was that was really fun. Um, being able to like pretend that we blended in there. <laughs> so what what was fun about that? Like what about that experience made it so much fun that it sticks out in your mind that way? 
Um, I guess just the fact that there was like hundreds of maybe thousands of people. I don't know how many people attend the event, but uh, they paid knowing that they paid X amount of dollars to be there and we didn't have to pay anything. I think the financial uh, the financial gain, uh, not even gain, just like loophole, like we didn't have to pay. I really I think that was fun for me, knowing that like I was saving money, living better, you know what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, uh, you felt important. Yeah. And you felt better than other people. Yeah, which is rare. So it was a nice, <laughs> uh, it was a treat. Okay, so. Not better though. I don't think, they're, yeah. they're probably all better than me. They have like good jobs and stuff. I, they uh, can afford the tickets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never afford to be there, but uh, yeah. Why, was it, was anything else about the experience fun besides, you know, like getting to hang in the, the VIP area backstage with all of these, these so-called accomplished artists? I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess um, they're probably not huge. <laughs> uh, they could perform for thousands of people. So that's something yeah. that's pretty great. Uh, but, you know, getting to hang back there with all of them and, and rub shoulders. Uh, was it, was it just the, like the 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 better than this that made it fun or were there were there other um qualities about the whole experience i think there were other qualities it was uh i think a local comedian from burlington booked the event just the comedy not the music obviously but uh they picked uh, a group of other local comics so it wasn't just like me and musicians it was like me with other peers who do comedy so it was like getting to share it would be like i guess um going to like getting like an all-expense trip or whatever mm -hmm. like to disney world and you go but you're alone you're like i like i'm here with like families who are having fun and they love each other and i'm alone this is depressing it wasn't like that it was like i got to have a small network of people i like with me also enjoying Disney World, in this case, the festival. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So there was, uh, so camaraderie is what made it fun. You had, uh, not only were you with people, but you were with people that you know, like, and respect. Yeah. I'm assuming. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I wouldn't um, say respect. But that's no, fair. No, no, no. They, um, I respect people with you, whom you know and like, mm -hmm. uh, getting to experience this uh, sort of novel event yeah. for any of you mm -hmm. um, and being able to share in that. Does, is, do you think that is an element of what sort of made it fun versus if you had been there by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> definitely being with pe getting to experience it with people uh, that I like to be around made the experience more fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to circle back to the first thing you said, which was when you first rode a bike when you were six years old. Yeah. Um, because that was, you know, when I asked the question, that was the first thing that came to your mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what was so fun about that? Um, well, I mean, I think conversely to the other experience, I was alone in this experience, you mm -hmm. know, it was an isolated, uh, memory. And I mean, my parents were probably like watching, but I couldn't see them. You know, I was, you tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to the other, my helmet, my, my mushroom cut was blocking the sides and, uh, I, think that that was more like a you're you're always around people up until a certain age like you always have like somebody like a teacher or a parent or like a guardian or whatever and uh that getting to be for a brief moment like alone and experience something that felt pretty big at the time mm -hmm. by myself 
was and was that was fun but i feel like now i'm contradicting the whole experience from the first fun fun is a very uh multifaceted thing that's Mm -hmm. what i've discovered in my research so far um but it's interesting that you sort of had this early moment of like personal achievement yeah right it seems like that's that's what was fun about it definitely i am for the first time riding my bike no training wheels no hand on the back or anything like it's it, this is all Lee empowered yeah um and that moment of like freedom and accomplishment fills you with that sense of euphoria and fun yeah um but then later in life you have this experience where you also feel like you know it's an accomplishment like you're playing a big festival mm. or performing at a big festival which is not something that everybody gets to do yeah um but this time you get to share it with friends mm. So it almost seems like the 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 fun comes with the accomplishment portion of it. Like that's that's the thread that I see going through both of those events. Yeah. And you could almost say, sorry to interrupt you, no. but you could almost say like even with playing video games, oftentimes the fun is you have a mission or an objective or something you have to do and you go through all of the the rigmarole and once you finally do it, you're like, "Yes, I did it. Yeah. I'm having fun." That is true, yeah, especially uh, in the game I mentioned. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar Games. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if I should say it, but uh, in it, that's, there's a lot of like tedious things you have to do that on paper aren't necessarily fun, but <laughs> like you said, when you accomplish it, it's like, oh, okay, and I think riding a bike is probably pretty similar. And which I guess riding a bike in that you have to work to lead up to ultimately being able to do it, you know, there's mm-hmm. like you're falling down and like scraping your knees and stuff, and that's not fun, but once you achieve it it is fun whereas with performing i feel like the leading up to it and the scraping your knees metaphorically is pretty fun too for me anyways i enjoy that almost as much as when you but when you get to do a good show it's like pretty good it's pretty fun (laughs) well but that's an interesting sort of parallel in terms of like because for some things the work leading up to it is not fun Mm -hmm. and the only fun part is the end result when you what you finally get to do uh you know like digging a hole isn't necessarily fun but when you finally have a pool in your backyard right sweet we can go swimming this is great yeah it sucked to have to dig that hole though that's true uh versus being able to you know you write a new joke for instance which is a thing you do Mm -hmm. i assume uh, you don't steal I, your no, material. No, I, uh, I don't usually write them. I, yeah. Yeah, memes, all that. No. Um, so you you find a new meme on Reddit <laughs> or 4chan, and then you trot that out in front of a in front of an audience for the first time, and you have to figure out how to make it work mm-hmm. on stage. And you try it one way, and maybe it doesn't work. And then you try it another way next week. Yeah. And you whittle it down until it's finally like you know the perfect bullet in your comedy gun. <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and it is fun when the when it's like when the idea you like and you see what's funny about it, whereas like sometimes I'll think of something and be like, oh, that's probably could be funny. I'll f- try and see what I can do. And then it's just mm-hmm. not. And then the experience of trying something that you think is funny and no one else agreeing, that isn't great. But uh, when when people like the early draft, it gives you hope that eventually that will be a solid bit and that you're not just wasting your time. <laughs> um, are there are there moments where where fun fades into feeling like you're wasting your time? Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> definitely 
I like working. A lot of people, I'm sure, who uh, uh, perform around Burlington can relate to the fact that working, you have to work to like. Obviously, we're not paying the bills off of performing comedy, and uh, so the work I think is like a real low to the highs that you experience performing, um, like having to you know be at a desk or whatever. Uh, but so that oh, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> uh, doing so the work not necessarily the day job work but like the work of refining your set until mm-hmm. it is at a point where it is like something that you can uh proudly perform in front of an audience yeah uh is there a point where that that fun of of fine-tuning that fades and feels more like work and less like something you enjoy yeah um okay that well, now we're back on track <laughs> i uh <laughs> i think that that sort of uh there's for me anyway, my style, I don't think I am I'm a clean comic, but I do some family-friendly shows, and uh, those are really fun because, you know, the the I guess the expectation is different. It's not like a traditional comedy setting, but uh, it's also tough because you work all the time to be funny in a certain context, and then now you have to be funny in a different context. So it, just two different skill sets, and I think – it's more for me anyway it's more formulaic being funny in a family friendly setting whereas in a regular kind of co- tr- like traditional comedy setting uh it's a little easier to uh just be a natural you know and not like worry about the things you're going to say potentially upsetting uh like a parent or you someone you can riff without censoring yourself yeah exactly so that i think is a little, it's more like work, but it is still fun. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because there seems to be, like, all of the things you've spoken about so far, whether it's performing comedy or riding a bike, it's all, uh, like, having fun, being able to work up to this skill that once you've achieved it is kind of a thing you can just do. Like, once you learn to ride a bike, you know how to ride a bike. Yeah. You know, if you take a break for 30 years, you may have to, like, get back on it for you know, a couple of minutes and be like, wait, how does it? Oh yeah, no, it comes right. back to you. That's yeah. why there's that famous phrase. It's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly with a lot of like the comedic stylings, whether it's performing for a family friendly crowd or performing for, you know, a raucous dirty bunch of old bastards. Um, you, once you have sort of gotten up to a point where you know that you have the skill to do that, it's just a thing you can do. The specific jokes may change from time to time based on, uh, you know, working new material into your act or if, if there are other restrictions put on the show. But there's this through line I'm seeing of, like, you have fun working up to and refining a skill and then knowing that that's a thing you can just now do. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I don't think... I wouldn't say... For me, anyway, I'm still new enough where I don't think I'm at the level of like my I, I know how to do it. And well, you did place in the Vermont's funniest comedian contest this past year, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't think you knew about that from I coming do, from the I future. I do my research. If it's on the internet, I know it. All right. Well, I guess that is true. But uh, let's just that's one year. That's 2019. I know it's now we're in 2020. The times are changing. I. Don't even know if well, my sense of humor will be relevant come the Vermont's Funniest Comedian competition this year, but um, but I do think that uh, 
there is definitely for me from my experience some truth to that where like once you've done it and not once you feel like you know how to ride the bike you might not necessarily forget but also it's so i'm not like a natural performer as you can tell from this conversation <laughs> and uh when i get up on stage i feel like every time i get on stage it's like a f- real fight for like my nerves and like my stomach and i think it's amazing that like when we credit like comedians who have worked their whole career it's like wow they i can't believe they uh you know like could think of all that stuff and like could get up on stage night after night and it's like for me that's not even the heart it's like the, how did they just deal with feeling like they were gonna have diarrhea all the time <laughs> every night and if they didn't have that then that makes sense but if i have that maybe i'm not cut out for this feeling like if i felt like i was gonna have diarrhea every time i rode my bike i probably wouldn't want to make a career out of bike riding or maybe you just want to see a doctor yeah <laughs> But that's expensive, so... That's true, and no one has health insurance. Welcome to 2020. Does that change in the future at all, or...? Uh, well, in the, the year 3062, where I come from, all humankind is dead. So okay. Probably not. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, true. I guess there could be health care, but nobody's using it. No, okay. no not at all. Um, well, it's still... But you still do it, right? You still get up on stage, even if you have those nerves. Mm-hmm. And you have that the tingle in your in your butt or wherever you feel. It's that. more in the gut. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so you have that that the you know the butterflies in your tummy making you feel like that stuff is all going down, and you still get up and do it. You still get up and perform, and and it's not because someone is forcing you to, right? It's because you enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. I so mean... somehow the fun trumps the nerves. Yeah. I dabbled with like extracurricular activities growing up, but I don't think I, I was never like, you know, somebody who was like always busy going from one thing to the next to the next. And, uh, so I think it's kind of a, kind of a struggle to get, um, myself motivated to like do something that there is really, it's, it's all internal. Like there's no, no one's forcing you, as you say, like it's entirely just me deciding to do this thing. But, uh, I guess maybe because I didn't have a ton of other things to like invest time in and grow at when I was uh, coming up in this world. I Because uh, you're an old, old man. Yeah, yeah, now at the end of my life, I can look back and see how things have shaken out. But uh, no, yeah, I do think um, that it's nice to have something that you're kind of good at and that you can work at and like invest time in around the clock whether that's like at a job at your desk or whatever or just like walk biking around you know um so it's a good it's it's nice for me it's a hobby that i can just kind of always have on the back burner Mm -hmm. and uh i probably always will through through my remaining years (laughs) you don't think it'll ever turn into a career or you're just trying not to put your eggs in that basket yeah i don't want to put my eggs in that basket i think the lower your expectations are the less disappointed you end up being and when success comes around, if you're expecting nothing and you start to succeed, that's probably a pretty good feeling. Like, you're just surprised. Yeah, exactly. And that's that, and a surprise, that's a fun feeling, you know, being surprised. What is fun about surprise? I guess that you, it's, surprises are a two, they're a double-edged sword because there's the surprise that you didn't expect that is pleasant and you're like, oh, this is great. But there's also surprises that you did not see coming, uh, like divorce or something like that. Okay, yeah. I mean, 
I now this is not a marriage podcast, but I would assume that you would probably see a divorce coming. If you're in the relationship, yeah. But like, if you're just a neighbor or something and you don't really know what's going on, it can be a real blindside. I guess, but I also feel like that would be a... I don't know, I feel like that would be less impactful on you as not being in the relationship. But, you know... Unless you were living vicariously through that couple. Which, there have been times in my life where, you know, you gotta live vicariously through those around you. But, um... At the same time, it's still a surprise, you know. I guess uh, that's fair. You're and like, and oh. even if and even if you didn't know them that well, then it's like, oh, I now you're like, oh, this is I just learned who these people are. That was a surprise, and then yeah. now they're getting double surprise. So True. double surprise. And that isn't necessarily a happy surprise, unless it's just a bad relationship, in which case, good for them. Um, I'm sure yeah, they're better off. Only good things will come. Yeah. yeah. So it, and that's another surprise because they probably got divorced and were like, ah, oh, man. But then they thought about it and they were like, well, actually, this will be good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is there is there an element of fun in the 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 like the not knowing and the speculation that comes up to the the ultimate reveal? Um, I mean it depends not on necessarily in divorce situations. Right. I'm thinking birthdays now. I'm trying to like yeah. get out of that area. But basically, yeah, I think uh Depending on what the surprise is, because there's some surprises that you will just not be able to anticipate at all. If it's your birthday and like you typically have like a party and no one's talked about it, and then you're like, oh, maybe there will be a surprise birthday for me, and then you can get excited about that. But then my thing is big risk getting excited about that because if you don't get the surprise party, yeah, that's you're in. Then it just turns out everyone forgot about your birthday. Yeah, except for you who thought about it way too much, and that's gotta hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just why I never, I don't even know when my birthday is. I just let it go. Just one day a year, people just give you gifts and you're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I get a lot of notifications on Facebook and I'm like, oh, I think this is the day. Gotcha. But yeah. It turns out it's just all your friends getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And they're all posting they on my wall. They their status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all tagging me. Okay. So, uh, so we've got this sort of through line about, uh, accomplishment and the process of working up to accomplishment being fun, uh, knowing that, that once you have sort of succeeded that you've got, you know, just another tool in your tool belt. And that's a cool thing that you can do now. Mm -hmm. Um, it can sometimes be fun to succeed on your own and it can sometimes be fun to succeed with a group of your peers. Yeah. Um, are there other sort of the specific situations you can think of that that like stick out in your mind as being particularly fun yeah um <clears throat> this is funny i this is not something i've experienced but recently i maybe it's just a culmination of experiences mm -hmm. but i was thinking about it i don't we have the lake monsters here in burlington uh the minor league baseball team for just for context yeah. <laughs> and uh i we also have monsters in the lake yeah yeah, yeah so. which are probably a bigger deal uh, from your time where we don't really get to see him a ton now today, but, uh, that might not have made any sense, <laughs> but, um, no, I get it. in my time, the lakes have all dried up. So you can see the skeletons. skeletons totally. Totally. Monsters. We said it at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I have the, this, this random thought popped into my head, not during this interview, but like a couple of weeks back where I was like, Oh, it would be really nice to go to a lake monsters game which like i don't really do very often i ha i don't think it's been probably at least like three or four years since i've been to one but out of the blue i was like i'd like to go to a game for like the 25 cent hot dog night mm -hmm. get 
I spend a dollar, get four hot dogs. That's probably more than I'll need. And then they have this one of the few places that sell Dippin' Dots. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to just be sitting there eating extremely cheap hot dogs and Dippin' Dots because I can splurge on the Dippin' Dots because I saved so much on the hot dogs. And uh, like I said, I haven't done that. But for some reason, that is something I want to do. Like that, if I was like, you're going to die tomorrow... I would be like, okay, I need to probably get that done today. Okay, <laughs> I need to well, go. Interesting. So, so let's unpack this because there's a lot of there are layers to this, right? Yeah. Um, are you are you a sports fan in general? No, not at all. No. Okay. So, so it's not the that I haven't been to a Lake Monsters game in a while necessarily. It's I have not been to a game. Yeah. In a while. <laughs> That's true. So then we couple that with the specific knowledge of cheap hot dogs. So, uh, do you, are deals fun? I think, but coming back to the first thing where I was talking about I couldn't afford a ticket and these people are paying for tickets, maybe I am just so broke that any kind of financial loophole is extremely exciting to me. Um, because, yeah, that does seem like a common thread. Um, and I would say that's safe to say for the hot dog aspect. Okay, so for the hot dog aspect, there is fun in knowing you are taking advantage of a deal totally. that is freely offered. You're not conning or grifting anybody. Yeah. You're just, you know, giving them a dollar, they're giving you four hot dogs. Right. And then knowing on top of that, this is one of the few places in the state of Vermont where you can get Dippin' Dots. And because you're saving so much money on the hot dogs, because normally four hot dogs would be what? I would say $8. $8. Yeah. A hot dog. Yeah, $8 a hot dog, four hot dogs, $32. For, $32 for four hot dogs, which is a lot. Honestly, at a real stadium, I bet that would be the cost. That would probably cost more. Than yeah. That, I would mm. imagine. So, so you're saving enough money that you can get Dippin' Dots, and then you can sit in the stands on what is hopefully a nice day yeah. and eat way too much meat, Yeah. overload on carbs, and then have yourself a sweet dot-style treat Yeah. while watching... America's pastime. America's pastime. Yeah. Um, So there's there's a lot in there, right? And it doesn't necessarily jive with the other themes of things that we've talked about so far, because there's no personal accomplishment in there unless the personal accomplishment is like, I didn't have to spend that much money or I ate four hot dogs. Yeah, I guess those are both personal accomplishments, but I think you're right. I think that one is more just like like a no... A no no stakes no 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 stakes raised no strings attached just mm-hmm. something I can and I don't even know why I it's good that we're unpacking this I don't see a therapist I feel like it's good to just talk <laughs> this through mm-hmm. um yeah I mean I've been led to believe hot dogs are delicious they are yeah for people who eat them I mean yeah they're they're fine they're not they're one of those things where I can't even compare it to another food because I'm going to regret it, and then you, know, you this podcast is going to get backlash. They are uh, situationally delicious. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You you may be sitting at home and thinking, what am I going to have for lunch today? And you may be like, well, let's make myself a hot dog. Yeah. But going to a ballpark and getting a hot dog is like an experience. Yeah. So that, that adds to the deliciousness totally. of them. And then knowing that you're getting four of those for a dollar so you're getting this sort of exponentially raised amount of deliciousness for a very cheap price 
yeah makes it fun in that situation definitely I, it sounds like four hot dogs for a dollar that sounds like something that my grandparents would be like back in my day we only paid one dollar for four hot dogs and i it's a little slice of the savings of the past mm-hmm. in this day and age yeah you get that bit of uh, old school americana yeah if you will it's, it's sort of this interesting uh dichotomy to look at of of Fun, fun isn't necessarily just one thing, mm-hmm. right? There's there are a lot of different things can be fun, and they are often fun for different reasons. Yeah, you may be able to find a through line through them, but sometimes it's just because you're searching for something. And there's that uh, what I understand to be a very human capacity of finding meaning wherever you go looking for it. Yeah. So you you will try and untangle this thing and make sense out of it, whether or not it actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's perfectly reasonable for a person to have sort of more than one idea of what fun is, Mm -hmm. Uh, at least once again, based on the research that I have done so far. Yeah. um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking it is weird how I, uh, I also really, uh, I'm only 23, but (laughs) I feel like, being that those are the only number of years I've been alive, I I have to say in like as I have gotten to this point in my life, I didn't always love um, like the fair, like amusement parks, just because they're dangerous and crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently have like this past summer, I was super excited. There's a, the, the, the Champlain Valley Fair was in town, and I was I went twice. Wish I went more. Um, not for any, like just strictly for the food. So I don't know, maybe there's just, that's a fun experience eating food that, uh, is not around all the time, Mm -hmm. getting some limited edition, uh, snacks. And like I said, it's weird being, they're both, both of those situations, like the fair and then being at a Lake Monsters game, they're crowded. Uh, they're not necessarily activities I enjoy. I don't like baseball. I don't like riding the rides. Mm -hmm. Um, but you give me some some food I can't find anywhere else. Give me some Dippin' Dots. Give me some loaded tater tots. Yeah, and then I will just deal with the crowds. I'll walk around, and I'm not hating it. I'm, I'll enjoy it, you know? It's interesting because it's another... See, now now we're seeing the through line here, sort of, in the, the fun is sort of trumping the nerves and the pressure. Yeah. So that that sort of is what what almost like couples those two things right really, all of the stuff we've talked about so far like when it when you first put a child on a bicycle they're like excited but there's also the nerves of what's going to happen if i fall mm-hmm. and, and i mean let's face it they're going to fall yeah. it's going to happen so I, I, to, I actually did not but you are the exception that proves the rule <laughs> Um, but they're going to go through like, you know, whatever quote unquote hardship comes along with it until they can conquer that thing. Yeah. And that creates sort of the, you know, they, they, but the, the end result, the goal has to be good enough for them to want to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, and that's what ultimately makes it sort of a fun experience, right? They're like, Oh, but you know, I, I've got to go through this, but eventually I'm going to be able, I'm going to do the tour to France yeah. or I'm going to eat so many nachos that nacho cheese is going to come out my ears or whatever their their end goal is yeah it's what keeps them going and keeps them coming back to that thing even if there are conditions involved that are not optimal right yeah wow that's interesting i did not think when we started this conversation that anything i would say would tie back into anything else but i feel like you have made 
this interview makes sense in a way. And this is my job. You pulled it in. Yeah, I, I admire that. I didn't think I'd give anything worth using. And this now <laughs> feels like a couple things will work with one another and hopefully give some shed some light on what I find fun or what is fun in general. Speaking of which, uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff so far. Um, at this point in our conversation, if I forced you to, uh, how would you define fun? Based on what we've talked about, I would now define fun as something that so fun is something that is challenging but ultimately rewarding or food that you don't often get to have. That's okay, interesting. Uh, do you have any final words on fun that may help robots like myself understand it? <clears throat> I think that I'm not a very religious person, but I... You think that you're not a very religious I person? I think I'm not very religious, but again, I could be, and okay. I just don't know it. Gotcha. Um, but I think reincarnation is, that's, I don't want to get too, uh, you know, into my beliefs, mm -hmm. but I think reincarnation could be real. Um, and if that's the case, things we find fun are recycled generationally, you know? So like if I, there's like, maybe say there's like a woman from like the 1920s who was like me before I became this person mm -hmm. and uh you know she really liked maybe 1920s is a stretch let's say like 40s or 50s mm -hmm. and she really liked older music from that era and then all of a sudden I in my life in my 20s discover that I like that type of music who is to say whether or not that's actually something I find fun or if that's something that another person who was my consciousness at one time found fun because it seems weird that I find that fun, but I do. So there's a measure of, uh, of, uh, things almost like attached to the, the human concept of the soul that, that transcends death and follow into rebirth. I think so. And I really feel like I should have led with that for this episode, but, uh, regardless that, um, Going forward now, you can know that that is something that might be real mm -hmm. and you can kind of maybe get uh, further insight on what people found fun before they were even themselves, if that makes sense. Do you think that in one of your past lives, um, you were the person who invented the bicycle? Honestly, I, I don't think so. Just okay. because I feel like that person was probably pretty ambitious and I assume was like better at math. I don't think there was like a ton of math involved. Maybe there was. I would bet there was actually with like the, the whole physics of it. I didn't take physics in this life. I never mm. took physics. So maybe there's a chance that if I did take a physics class, it would all come to like riding a bike. It would all come back to me and I'd be like, oh, this is just like inventing a bike you never forget and then you could invent a new bicycle mm -hmm. with maybe three wheels has been done but i could yeah, find another four wheels is that i mean that's a that's a car that's a car yeah well the more wheels i think I, i'm just gonna add wheels okay. until i can find something <laughs> i mean six wheels is what the martian rover 18 is 18 is a truck yeah um 20 20 wheels 20 wheel bicycle. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> well, 
uh, Liam, thank you so much for helping with my research. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, if you listeners out there would like to aid future robots in understanding your human emotions, you can get in touch with us at whatisfunpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can email us at whatisfunpod at gmail.com. Let us know your answer to the titular question. Remember, just because humanity one day will inevitably fall doesn't mean you can't be a research subject now. So, I ask you, what is fun? Charisma, discharisma, 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 discharisma. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>